This is Murder Mystery Monday, but it's Sunday. Okay, today, was that my mic that made that noise? No, no, it wasn't my mic because my mic is out of screen. Okay, so this story that I'm going to tell, it's not set because it's not a fucking film. It happened in the 1900s, the early, early 1900s. To be precise, the very first year of the 1900s in December. I just found a moth's wing, which is weird because I've never seen a moth here. In December 1900. A boat called the Hesperus set sail for the island of Eileen Moore. One of the seven islets. Is that how you pronounce it? Islets? Islets. Islets. Also known as the seven hunters of the Flannan Isles off the coast of northwestern Scotland. Captain James Harvey was tasked with delivering a relief lighthouse keeper as part of the regular rotation. The journey was delayed a few days by bad weather, and when Harvey and his crew finally arrived, it was clear that something was awry. None of the normal preparations at the landing dock had been made. The flag staff was bare, and none of the keepers came to greet the Hesperus. The keepers, as it turned out, weren't on the island at all. All three of them had vanished. And then we must play like a type of music because that's the intro now. There is also a movie, 2018, there was a movie about this called The Vanishing. It's got, uh, what's that chom? Gerard Butler. Is Gerard Butler even Scottish? Hey? You're saying Gerard Butler is the baby daddy because he's got that, he does have, he, he has nice cheeks, hey? He has like the, this, this, this here into the cheek and into the jaw. It has a good, a good sculpting. If I'm, if I'm honest with you, and he's got that little bit of a thing when he, when he wants to that, that such. Actually, they should have. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't be a good Wolverine. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Not at all. Eileen Moore had its peculiarities. The island's only permanent residence was sheep, and herders referred to it as the other country, believing it to be a place touched by something paranormal. Eileen Moore had long elicited a sort of fearful reverence in its visitors. The main draw to the remote location was a chapel built in the 7th century by St. Flannan. Even those who never prayed were moved to worship while on Eileen Moore. Superstitions and rituals like circling the church's ruins on your knees were adopted by those passing through, and many considered Eileen Moore to have indefinable aura that could not be ignored. Imagine you pitch up to a plaque, like let's just say you go to Crofronet, right? And you get to the church and suddenly you feel the need to loop rond de kerk, but on your knees. Like that's not a quick stopover, nor a comfortable one either, if I'm dead honest with you. Kimchi, we're telling stories, please. Shh. What the Hesperus crew did find at the lighthouse was a set of perplexing clues. The replacement keeper, Joseph Moore, was the first to investigate and reported an all-encompassing sense of dread as he ascended the cliff towards the newly constructed lighthouse. Inside, the kitchen table contained plates of meat, potatoes and pickles. The clock was stopped and there was an overturned chair nearby. The lamp was ready for lighting and two of the three oilskin coats belonging to Thomas Marshall, James Ducat and Donald MacArthur were gone. The gate and door were firmly shut. These clues only led to more questions. Why would one of the keepers have gone out without his coat? And for that matter, why would all three have left together at all when the rules forbade it? 
someone needed to man the post at all times, so something unusual must have drawn them out. When Moore returned with his report, Harvey had the island searched. The hunt came up empty. The captain then sent a telegram to the mainland. And when they say telegram, they mean he sent a fucking letter. Because, I mean, as you know, as I recall, it's like dimo tape when they send a telegram. This chum sent like... I, like, I'm sorry for the poor chum that was because like, it must have felt like this guy was trying to recant the Bible the way that he wrote what is a, quite a long, a long one. A dreadful accident has happened at Flannan's. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall and the occasional have disappeared from the island. On our arrival there this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. Fired a rocket butt, as no response was made, managed to land Moore, who went up to the station but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened a few weeks ago. Poor fellows, they must been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming on, could not wait. So they left, the ship chum exit. I have left Moore, MacDonald, Boymaster and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Muirhead in case you are not at home. I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. Further investigations also led nowhere. Though the lighthouse logbook provided a new set of confounding details, on December 12th, an entry from Marshall described severe winds the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. He wrote that Ducat had been quiet and MacArthur had been crying, which would have been odd behavior for a man with a reputation as a tough and experienced seafarer. The next day, Marshall reported more storm details and wrote that all three of them had been praying. Another odd bit of behavior from well-seasoned keepers in a brand new, supposedly safe lighthouse. Strangest of all, there were no reported storms in the area on December 12th, 13th or 14th. All should have been calm up until December 17th. The last report in the book from December 15th read, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Speculation ran wild. Was it something supernatural? Sea creatures? A case of madness and murder? a government operation, foreign spies, aliens. Ultimately, it was evidence outside the lighthouse that provided the most promising lead in explaining what had become of the three keepers. Over at the western landing platform, damage from the recent storms reached as high as 200 feet above sea level. Ropes that were usually affixed to a crate on a supply crane were littered about. Robert Muirhead, superintendent of the Commissioners of Northern Lights, wrote in his official report, I am of the opinion that the most likely explanation of this disappearance of the men is that they had all gone down on the afternoon of Saturday, 15 December, to the proximity of the West Landing, to secure the box with the mooring ropes, and that an unexpectedly large roller had come up on the island, and a large body of water going up higher than where they were, and coming down upon them had swept them away with resistless force. While this uh, does seem possible, the explanation left considerable room for doubt. The lack of bodies, supposedly calm conditions, and sheer experience and know-how of the lighthouse keepers still hadn't been accounted for, and never would be. In the years following, other keepers claimed to hear voices in the salty air screaming out the names of Thomas Marshall, James Ducat, and Donald MacArthur. 
In Mysterious Celtic Mythology in American Folklore, author Bob Curran writes, For many local people, there was little doubt that they had been spirited into the other world. That is, that's the story for today. It's it's one of one of the more mysterious ones. There are some other details. So the, the Vanishing is the movie that was made about it with the Hesperus. And then there was also something about, yeah, there's also the, one of the theories that has been suggested is that they were carried away by a giant seabird, like an albatross, albatross came, plucked them and then fucked off with them. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My thing is always just like with a lot of these stories, it's, it's, Washed away seems the most plausible, right? Because if if it was a sudden swell of water and then all three of them are gone, they're gone, which would then explain why they never made it back either. Because if they'd gone and like hit their heads and like all just drowned at the same time, I get it. But yeah, we might have to just go ask Jared Butler. We might just have to check, check with him, see what, you know, see what he says. Maybe it was, a, maybe it was the Kraken, you know? We don't, I mean, we'll never know. We'll never know because they've left these chums. They took their sore knees and just made for the fucking coastline that's what they did um but i i really enjoyed the story i think it's quite a uh a, quite a fantastical one if i'm honest with you hashtag kraken not the rum hey not the rum just the real kraken you know uh, all arms that one do you think that as experienced chums they wouldn't have been paying attention to the ocean considering that they wrote down that there was a storm when nobody else was recording a storm. Also, I'm a, I'm a fucking massive X-Files fan. So for me, if it's unresolved, it does, it, it's always fucking aliens. <laughs> Never turn your back on the ocean. No, that's a fact. That's like a true, true, that's a real one. My my mom's dad actually passed away at sea. He was a, he was a fisherman for INJ uh, in Mossel Bay. And he, I think, swell toppled the boat and he was, he was lost at sea. Uh, it was like eight of them from this boat that went missing. Okay, hear me out, right? What is the head? What is the head? What is the head sheep? The bar ram ewe, okay? Maybe, all right? No, that's the chom. That's like the king ding-a-ling is the ram, okay? So the ewe, right? Okay, so the one chom maybe was like, hey, baby, what's up? Let's, let's escape. Let's get out of here. You know, while he was on his knees walking around the church, he maybe looked like the Gerard Butler of fucking sheep. You know what I'm saying? The other chums were like, oh my God, this man's lost his mind. And then he was like, nah, you're just trying to get my bit of mutton here on the side. And then just, Sah! Sah! I'm just saying, I'm just saying, nobody checked this guy's background. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Maybe he was into sheep. Prove me wrong. Chums, that is Murder Mystery Monday, but it's Sunday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. These are streamed live on twitch.tv forward slash H-U-S-B-I-N-T if you're keen to come and join in and jump in the chat with us. Otherwise, you can find it on anchor.fm forward slash or your favorite podcasting platform.